Um, as we come again to gather to celebrate um, the Christ child, we know this Christmas season has come with, with very open arms. As I shared uh, at the beginning of, of our Advent season, in my house, the Christmas decorations went up earlier this year than ever before, right? because we were ready for Christmas this year. Right? And, and we are all in, in need of the hope and the joy and the warm feelings that come with Christmas. And we need to experience some re, something real and something that we know can actually bring change to our world. And we can, we can find all of this and more in the Christ child. And our, our theme for this Christmas season has been experiencing the world changer. And we've seen the, the description of of the foretold Messiah in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, uh, where it, it tells us, it says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You know, we've looked at each of these descriptions of the Christ child and and explored how Jesus truly fulfilled each of these roles in our lives as we follow him and pursue him through our faith journey. We started Advent with a candle of hope, and we heard how God is truly our wonderful counselor, how he guides everyone as he pursues us with his love and transforms us to be more like him every step we take forward. And next was the candle of love, and we looked at the mighty hero Jesus and how God's love rises above everything else in our lives if we truly embrace the real Jesus, and if we truly do that, our lives will never be the same. And it was the candle of joy, and we looked at the everlasting Father and how Jesus fills in wherever we fall short, and that he will always be near to us. And then lastly, we looked at the Prince of Peace. We saw how the biblical view of peace isn't, is not just the absence of conflict, but the all-encompassing shalom. We saw how Jesus brings this into our lives in many different ways. Which brings us then to tonight, and that is to the one candle in the center of the Advent wreath, the Christ candle. We, we look at, at, at this verse in, in verse 6, and again, we, we realize all of these, these incredible descriptions of the foretold Messiah, and realizing that this this verse was written hundreds of years before Jesus was born. But yet, the, the, again, the prophecy doesn't end in verse 6. It, it continues on. And in fact, I want to look tonight at the next verse in verse 7. Um, and uh, verse 7 is not on the PowerPoint. But verse 7 says that his government and its peace will never end that he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. Again, as we look at this verse, it's, it seems like an easy conclusion to believe that, that the Christ child would, would truly be a world changer. I mean, these, these prophetic words cannot be true if, if that was not true. However, the Jewish people had very high expectations of who the Messiah would be and how he would accomplish all of these things. 
which explains why a baby lying in a manger in Bethlehem would come as a complete surprise. And, and we, we realize that, that Jesus was not what anyone expected in a Messiah. We, again, Jesus 100% fulfilled all of the prophecies that were given, including this one in Isaiah. But it wasn't in the way that anyone expected. In fact, you know, Jesus himself was questioned in the last hours of his life. And when he told Pilate that my kingdom is not of this world, he accomplished everything he needed to do, but not in the way that anyone expected. I mean, we, we now know everything that the Messiah accomplished. I mean, now from, from 2020, we can look backwards, not just at the first Christmas, but at the life of Jesus and, and, and even all the prophecies before that and, and look back and we, we know what the Messiah accomplished. Right? We have the benefit of hindsight. We see in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 and 13, it says, if you, For if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Again, this is what the Messiah came to accomplish. This is what the Messiah did accomplish. This is why Christmas is so special, because this baby boy grew up to accomplish all of that. And, and he did that, again, he accomplished his mission as the Messiah, and, and he shined God's light into the dark world. And as we have looked at the person of Jesus, and as we look at the person of Jesus tonight, at the Christ child in the nativity scene, I want to start just right there at the, at the end of his life. And as we look again backwards through his life, we, we will re, uh, again rewind through Jesus' life all the way back to the manger. And just as this verse says, Jesus died on a cross and he rose again on the third day and he conquered sin and death to save us from our sin and our death. Right before Jesus went to the cross, he prayed. He prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. In fact, he, he prayed many things, but, but I want to point out tonight in, in verses 17 through 19 how Jesus prayed for all of us. In John 17, pick up verse 17, he says, So, Lord, make them holy by your truth and teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them, so they can be made holy by your truth. You know what expected Jesus to entrust his followers to spread the gospel? Right? They expected him to take charge and to rule the whole earth with an iron fist and with a government authority. I mean, that's, that's what Isaiah described. That's what everyone expected. And yet, he sent his light into the world through all of us. That was his plan of how to save the whole world. If we, again, rewind through even further, all the way back through Jesus' life, to his first public miracle. 
Okay, no one expected the Messiah to gather a bunch of misfit disciples, attend a wedding, and turn water into wine. No one saw that one coming. Well, maybe Mary did. Right, rewind even further than that when Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan River. In John chapter 1, verses 32 through 34. It says this. It says, John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And I saw this happen to Jesus. And so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. We see, again, the the, the evidence, again, of of the Holy Spirit being upon him, of of all that he would accomplish through his his public ministry. But yet, even John himself didn't expect it to be Jesus. If we rewind even further before that, when when Jesus was a young teenager, one of the the few passages we have that that speaks to, again, what the household was like with with Mary and Joseph and Jesus. In Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. It says, Every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. And when Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. And after the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple, sitting among the religious teachers, listening to them and asking questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search, he asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. And then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all people. Again, even in that moment, right, as Mary said, they weren't even really sure what Jesus was really going to do. Even in that household, he wasn't what they expected. Rewind even before that, and earlier in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35, when Mary and Joseph take the baby Jesus to the temple to be dedicated. In verse 25, it says, And, and at that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon, and he was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and to rescue Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and he had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And that day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people He is a light to reveal God to the nations, 
and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him, and then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been seen as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. And as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Not incredibly encouraging words for Mary to hear, I'm sure. Right? As, as Simeon, again, praises God, the fact that he got to see the Messiah and dedicate him and pray over him in the temple. And then if we re- rewind eight more days from that story, we are back to that first Christmas. Right in Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And it says, And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. And she wrapped him in snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. And even that first Christmas night was not what they expected. And yet when you compare these verses to the prophecy that we looked at in Isaiah, it just simply doesn't compare. It's not what anyone expected. And yet this is exactly the way that God chose to show his true heart. That God's son came in the most humble way possible. As a crying baby placed in a manger. Because there was no lodging available. We realize as we look at just the life of Jesus, especially how it started in the manger, that Jesus was not what anyone expected in a Messiah, but he was exactly what the world needed. Again, as you come to celebrate Christmas tonight, you probably didn't expect to get a fast rewind through Jesus' life. But yet, that's the point of Christmas, right? Is that this baby grew up, and he lived a sinless life, and he died on a cross, and he rose again on the third day, and he conquered sin and death and, and, and set us free. That is the ultimate gift. That is why the Christ child came. That, again, shows the heart of who God is, just as we've seen in these scriptures, that that God's desire is to save everyone. Because God is love. And no matter where you are at tonight, whether you know Jesus as your Savior or you don't know Jesus as your Savior, it doesn't change the fact that God loves you more than you can imagine. And that God sent his son for you to show his love, to extend his grace, to invite us to be set free by committing to following Jesus, who is the real world changer. Again, at this Christmas, more, I think, probably than any other Christmas, we 
we know that we need something real. We need something solid that we can put our faith in and through that faith can have our fear expelled. And we can move forward with whatever comes knowing that our God is bigger than the storm. Again, go back. I want to go back this evening to to this verse, again, in John 17, where where we started, this this verse from the Garden of Gethsemane, out of Jesus' mouth, as he prayed for us. He says, make them holy by your truth and teach them your word, which is truth. And just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world, and I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. Again, I don't know where you're at with your faith. Maybe you're tuning in online or you came here to worship with us tonight just because that's what you do on Christmas Eve. And if that's why you're here, that's, that's fine. And if that's, again, if you're here, you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. If you have not been made clean, if you've not been made holy by the truth of who Jesus is, then you can pray and accept him as your Savior tonight and receive the ultimate gift of Christmas for the very first time. Again, if you're here, all that it takes, we, we read it at the very beginning in, in Romans, as I said, all you have to do is, is pray, ex- confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and ask Jesus to come in, and, and you will be saved. Now, if you are here, and you do know Jesus, right, then we also know that that gift starts with you joining the journey of faith and accepting Christ as your Savior, but that starts the journey. It's not the end of the journey. Right? And just as Jesus says in his prayer that, that we, as, as committed followers of Jesus, we have work to do in this world because God's plan to change this world is through us. Right? And once you have that relationship with Jesus, then you, we can't keep it to ourselves because that light now lives in, in the heart of all of 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 all believers, and now we need to take that light into this world. And again, as we, we are celebrating the, the Christ child this Christmas, we are also celebrating the fact that we have a light, not just in our own lives, but we're going to take it to the whole world. 